Welcome, Immortalites. It is the season of giving. We're coming in with another book recap, everything that happened in December of 2022. I'm in my festive spirit and I'm also doing it live for the first time. So we are testing out something new, expect things to break. And yeah, welcome. We'll just dive right into it, I suppose. So my first book of uh, my favorite, I suppose, and the highest rated of this month was Alexander Pushkin's Evgeny Onegin or Eugene Onegin. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's yeah, coming from a different different uh, area, Russia, and it's uh, obviously a little bit difficult to, to pronounce. So I'm just going to bring it up on the screen here, so for those at home can can see. And basically, this was uh, yeah. I almost didn't bother with this book to be honest. When I first picked it up, I read the first couple of pages and I just went, ah, you know, like it's just poetry. I'm not really that big a fan of poetry. But when I actually got into it and didn't half-ass it, I went, oh, wow, this is actually a pretty decent book. I'm, I'm actually enjoying this quite a lot. So, uh, yeah, there was, I, I don't know what it was that, that really stuck out to me. I suppose some, some um, lines here that I, I might read to you, which I, I thought were pretty good. So, this is from uh, page 41 and uh, what is this, stanza 13. But Lenski, having no desire for marriage bonds or wedding bell, had cordial hopes that he'd acquire the chance to know one gin so well. Ugh. And so they met like wave with mountain, like verse with prose, like flame with fountain. So those sort of just very unique aspects like that, like wave with mountain, like verse with prose, like flame with mountain. Things like that would really get me. Another one was he, there was some really unique aspects of how the rhyming would work and he would change it to to create verbs that didn't exist so um or, or things like this so it was meanwhile one Jin's presentation at madame laren's country seat produced at large a great sensation and gave the neighbors quite a treat they all began to gossip slyly to joke and comment rather wryly and soon the general verdict ran that tanya finally found a man so it was like this word that Tanya. So that's like that Tanya had, I guess, is how you do that. But in English, it doesn't really work like that. You don't say, you know, I had, I'd. I guess. Well, I guess you do. I guess. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think I'd seen that. Why, uh, that Chiron did finally found a man. It doesn't really work. It works with her name though, Tanya. So there's all these like little tiny aspects. Uh, I, f I can't remember if I read this off in the actual book review as well on page 174. Um, there was, he was just getting into the scene where he was, he was saying like goodbye, saying goodbye to this castle. Yeah, um, they gleam the city gates already and now long trevd Yaska street. The sleigh glides over ruts and passes by sentry booth and peasant lasses by gardens, mansions, fashion shops, past urchin street lamps, strolling fops, Bokhran sleighs, apothecaries, musmics and merchants, Cossack guards, past towers, hovels, boulevards, great balconies and monasteries. It's really beautiful. I, I've, I've finally gotten to appreciate a little bit of poetry, which is uh, rather funny. And it's not only the poetry itself, it goes very quickly from, I guess, these deep ponderings as in who do you trust in life? What is, you know, what is real? What is love? And then the next thing it would be going to praising Bordeaux wine over this AI wine or something in a really funny way in this humorous manner. So yeah, uh, Evgeny Onegin by Alexander Pushkin. I gave that an eight and a half out of 10. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Even the, even the English version. And uh, I'll touch upon that in the Boostergram Lounge because um, Peter had some, some comments related to that as well. 
Now, the next one that I had here was coding for beginners using Python. So, something a little bit different and was my first real dive into to Python and, and learning some coding and was pretty fun. You're welcome to have my Hosky script. So, if you go into the Discord, I actually have posted it in there in, I believe, the book reviews channel and I'll keep this for ever hopefully and if not it's it's findable in there you just have to search search hosky in our discord and it should pop up uh one tested it out it does indeed uh have zero malware in there so <laughs> be hilarious if i actually managed to create some malware so uh no it's it's all pretty good there's a reason why i chose this over thick books that i could have used as well because when i did get this i I had a couple of different books. So this was um, Louis Stowell, by the way, um, and I gave it an eight out of 10 just for for completeness sake. And yeah, I could have used, I could have used a whole bunch of, of different ones, but um, I just, there was something stood out to me about this going, okay, I feel like this is actually the right way to start, even though it's obviously designed for kids with all the colors and random stuff that's going on it. Uh, it, it just seemed like the appropriate thing. So yeah, if um, uh, if you're looking for, for starting with coding, for example, I, I don't know, I found it useful to get actually a quite beginner's book. Uh, and it, it did um, serve uh, quite a good purpose for me. So the next one that I had was Plutarch's The Age of Alexander. So uh, definitely a, a kind of biography looking back at the life of, of different people. There was quite a few random stuff that I got out of this. So from page 70, for example, I'll see if I can find the exact line, but um, it, there's some things perhaps change your impression of, of what you thought the Greeks and Spartans and whatnot were like. So uh, this was talking about the Spartans and I suppose just the Greeks in general. And so there is no disgrace in avoiding death so long as a man does not cling to life dishonorably but neither is there any special virtue in meeting it if it, it, meeting it if this is done out of contempt for light it is for this reason that homer always brings his bravest and most warlike heroes into battle splendidly and effectively armed and that the greek lawgivers punish a man for throwing away his shield but not his sword nor his spear their object was to teach him that his first duty is to protect himself from harm rather than inflicted on the enemy. And this is most of all true for a man who governs a city or commands an army. Quite the difference from what you really expect from the Greeks. Usually you expect, oh, then, you know, the Spartans, they throw away their life recklessly. They will be the most bloodthirsty, crazy people out. But no, no, no. Um, in, in fact, the Greeks actually had a... Now, this is just one line from a book, so I, I, I don't know for sure, but I hadn't heard this anywhere else before, which is, yeah... Their, the main objective is actually save your own life and don't kill your own, don't, just don't throw away yours needlessly. And you could imagine that, yeah, this is pretty sound advice. If you're commanding an army and you're the, at the leader, you shouldn't be the ones on the front line, no matter, unless in very cir special circumstances where it can inspire the men and, and turn a, a defeat into a victory, for example. But erring on the side of precaution, keeping your spear, if you can only run with one of them, throw away your spear and keep your shield. Uh, I thought that was a, an intriguing thing that I hadn't really heard of elsewhere. Uh, another one was on page 397, and this is where you get really get a taste of the fickle will of the people. So um, this was where, who was it? Um, this is um, Pyrrhus or Pyrrhus, I'm not sure how you actually... 
um, to say his name and I'm just trying to find this exactly where it was, where it was talking about how the people would um, turn on them. Uh, I think it's this section. The Romans were at this time at war with the people of Tarentum who were neither strong enough to carry on the struggle nor because of the reckless and unprincipled nature of their demagogues inclined to put an end to it. They therefore conceived the idea of making Pyrrhus their leader and inviting him to take part in the war since they believed that he was the most formidable general of all the Greek rulers and also that he was more free to act than the others. Among the older and more prudent citizens, some who were vehemently, who were directly opposed to the plan were silenced by the clamor and vehemence of the warmongers while others seeing the way that matters were going stay uh, stayed away from the assembly so basically <laughs> when he got elected other people would you know it's kind of the the same things that happen nowadays it's the very vocal minority can sway the the big you know un uncaring slash just not that deeply interested majority and it can sway the people left and right and even though you have this guy who is obviously the best leader uh you can have a couple of people ruin it for everyone by electing someone who then goes around and is bribed and sells out their city and things like that so yeah there was uh, just a lot of things like that and if you wanted to know more of this of of the age of alexander Juan and i did a full kind of musings recap really diving deep into this idea of character and whatnot and that was on the episode 356 musings of the mere mortals podcast so if you want to know more about that i would suggest tuning in to there and you'll get some more ideas related to this uh character stoic virtue and whatnot um, from the olden days and to the modern days and if it's applicable or not just highly recommend going out and checking that and then the last book review that I did was, uh, and so that was seven and a half out of 10 that I gave for The Age of Alexander. And I also gave that to Tests of the De Herbibles by Thomas Hardy, which I released just yesterday, in fact. And yeah, it's uh, a good book, a good book, sad, but <laughs> very sad. You just come out of it just going, poor Tess, poor Tess. She, um, she had a real rough go of it and... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of jesting, but if you met someone like Tess in real life, geez, that would be awful. Just awful to, to know that that can happen to people in their, in their everyday life and whatnot. Uh, I do admire Hari, Hardy for his morals somewhat. Um, a lot of the things that I, I kind of take and that I agree with from these books is that there's kind of no nobility in, in poverty. You hear this sometimes, the, the kind of noble savage, the the you know the the happiest people are the ones who have the least amount of things and and stuff like that i've personally haven't really seen that um whilst traveling i went to a lot i traveled all over latin america i saw a lot of poor countries and yes sure there's there's happy people there i didn't get the impression that they that due to their poverty that they were in a better position than westerners and things like that uh, it's just such a stupid idea and that poverty is is just a, such a degradation and you see it in Tessa the Derbivals, the mm, things that she has to do to, you know, keep her family alive are, are just, they're not things you would want upon a daughter, upon a friend, upon anything like that. You know, she had to make sacrifices and boy, were they big sacrifices. And, you know, it was due to poverty, not, not due to any other reason. 
so the, dis- the decline of the prestigious name, so not attaching importance to these things that your ancestors had done in the past or, you know, oh, wow, this guy, his parents are really rich, so he must also be this amazing person. No, no, I think we've seen enough examples of that <laughs> in our everyday lives or just just famous people behaving badly because, you know, their parents were famous, that sort of stuff. The archaic religious concepts as well, I think it's nice to see that. Um, there were, the amount of blaming of the woman, in particular Alex, Alec did this, Alex, Alec de Herbival, where he was going, oh, Tess, you know, it's your fault that I'm behaving like this. It's your looks. They drive me wild. Why did you have to do this? You know, it's, it's this insane. It's like she can't control her looks, man. What? And in fact, she multiple times in the novel tries to hide her looks by bandaging up her face and things like that. And it's, it's just so, so stupid to, to read stuff like that. And it's, it's so funny because the alterations that he had to do to this book were just so, so silly. So I'm jumping to the very, very end of the book here. And this is in the notes section talking about the alterations. And so there were so many different things he had to change. So the alterations he had made for the serial version were drastic and indeed almost made nonsense of the novel. In the serial version, there is no seduction. Instead, Tess, while at Traintridge, is tricked into a bogus marriage with Alec, nor does Tess give birth to a child. And even in the Sanborn episode near the end of the novel, it is implied that relations between Tess and Alec are purely platonic. Um, Multiple different things, changes to... The, the tombs where he where she goes. Um, Angel doesn't even carry the dare maids across the flooded lane um, in his arms, but in a wheelbarrow. It's like, oh my God, the, the, the human touch. It's so, so naughty, <laughs> so scandalous. It's just insane uh, just seeing that. And then it's just going to be hilarious in a hundred years time. People listening to the mere mortals perhaps or other popular culture and things like that and just going, Jeez, you, you believe that? How archaic, how, how silly. Uh, so it is, it is amuse, amusing looking back in the past and then going forward and going, oh, damn, I'm probably doing the same, same exact things. So, yeah, uh, the one thing I would just say from this novel as well was there was a very abrupt ending. I, I didn't like the ending, which actually made me give it a slightly less score. And this was because after all of this, you know, travesty and whatnot, she she basically murders Alec and then her and Angel are on the run and they get captured at Stonehenge and then the last the last chapter I guess which is only two pages long is basically her saying well previously she was saying to Alec uh, to Angel oh you have to marry Lisa Lou my my sister she's so brilliant she's so beautiful she's just like me so even though there was this huge love between the two of them it was the primary portion of of the of the whole book this this love this unbreakable love or well it was very breakable i guess because this love they had between each other um and you know he's not imagining he could be able to be happy with any other girl uh she gets executed at the end and he walks off into the sunset with lisa lisa lou and it just feels so such like a random thing that happens why all of his previous actions were kind of dictating he wouldn't he wouldn't do something like that. And then yet suddenly right at the end, just because she says, oh, you have to look after her. You know, he could have looked after her monetarily, but it's not like he needed to marry her and, you know, run off into the sunset with her. So 
I, I definitely found that slightly strange, slightly strange. So there is one more book coming out, technically coming out this month, uh, which one has done called Stillness is the Key. I have yet to look over that and I actually don't want to talk about it before it's even released on the channel. So uh, I'll save that for the book recap that comes out in, or in January, at the end of January. So thanks for, for tuning into that portion. Those were my thoughts on all the books that I read of this, this section. I'm just going to check out here. There's no particular comments um, or oh, one best headshot of the whole bunch sound. Damn advice. <laughs> Thanks, Juan. And yeah, I'll jump now onto the Boostergram Lounge. So had a couple of Boostergrams coming in. And once again, it's Peter. And I very much, very much appreciate Peter. He's, he's um, helped support this channel for a long time. It would be nice to see some other people tuning in though and uh, sending some boosts, some sats our way. So I would appreciate that very much if you could do that. Um, mostly for the interactive part, not even necessarily the dollar amount uh, or the Satoshi amount, I should say. But yeah, it would be very, very, um, it, would, it would inspire me. And um, I'm trying to make this channel better. I'm doing the, this live section here. So another kind of incentive will be, you know, I'm willing to do some more stuff, perhaps do lives every week, maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see about that. Uh, but yes, indeed, this is the Boostergram Lounge. So let's jump right into it. So Peter sent in 4,901. And this was related to the move aside regulation bullshit progress is coming through how innovation works by Matt Ridley. And I must have said one something, something related to the FDA um, not approving new drugs. So I was saying like they're super strict and they're, they're stopping you know, good drugs that could potentially be coming through and they're being overly, overly harsh. And he says, very rarely justified opposing new drugs. This author is absolute trust. Here's a few drugs besides thalidomide that were approved by the FDA and later pulled by the market, uh, from the market by the FDA. All right, I was trying to do this quick. Serifestatin, Lorcaserin, Valdiscosbic, Pemeline, Propoxifene, Fenmorphin, Diestalibstrol, Brofemanac, Levamisole, Astimazole, Allostron. Jesus Christ, who names these? Subutramin, Nomifsminine, Teroludiline, Gemutsumab, Ozokmasin, Temoflaxin, Hydromorphin, Hydrochloride, Pergolide, pergo, Fenlufamine, Mifebridil, Cispapride, Pent. Oh, Jesus, is worse. Pentolenetetrazole. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> All of those sound awful, so I'm not surprised they got pulled. Uh, yeah, geez. Um, look, the FDA is uh, an American thing. I have zero exposure to it myself personally. I have heard bad things on, well, I guess either sides now. One, people saying it, they, they're too harsh and not letting enough drugs in, and then others saying, and Peter here saying, they let in all this stuff, which I assume was pulled from the market because it had very negative side effects and things like that. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll leave the, that's two conflicting things there. I'll leave the, the viewer to, to make their own up, mind up about that. Uh, another one here from Peter, 3,267. This was related to the age of Alexander. And he says, an ancient self-help book. I guess some things never change. You are correct, my friend. The more you read from history, the more you go, those are the same people as us. They just you know, war funny, 
had you know didn't didn't wear shirts man they were actually probably more i, I like that <laughs> if i if i didn't have to wear shirts that'd be a great thing so <laughs> they, they had it made they they knew what was going on another one here 3267 and these are all coming through my fountain um wallet so they take their little cut so i'm guessing these are 3333 if i had to guess and he says, Lee Taxor Kyrin with a one has a nice ring to it. Yeah, I've always wondered, like, what would be a... Um, I've always had this kind of fantasy where I'd, um, I'd become really good at, like, a DJ. And I would never show my face, kind of like Daft Punk. And I'd make it um, Scarface and I'd, uh, I'd have a scar on my face. And, it, and like, I'd, the costume I'd wear would have a scar on it as well. And I'd call myself, like, Scarface McGraw or something like that. So... Uh, yeah, a little random fact there, but this is the uh, Lee Taxor Kyrin. Um, and I've actually been watching some speedrunning stuff recently. Check out the, the Mere Mortals in a, in a week or two and I'll, I'll talk about speedrunning a bit. So I'll get into some gaming as well. Yeah. The last one here from Peter again. Uh, this is related to Evgeny Onegin and he sends same amount, 3267. I don't believe this is possible to do authentically. The translator must have modified the meaning significantly to make the lines rhyme. Are you still even reading Pushkin at that point? I don't know, man. This is a tough one. <laughs> I, the only way I'll know is, is by actually reading the Russian and uh, I don't plan on reading Russian and learning my, my Russian to get up to that good a point. Um, now, if ever, I don't... Russian's an interesting language, but I'm, I'm not sure I'll, I'll get to it. I, I don't know what to say, man. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the novel, uh, the poetry. I thought it's agreed. I, I, I also find it hard to believe that they managed to keep it, the meaning. It's, it's just, yeah, it, it works so well. And the stanzas and the, and the rhyming structure and the, even just the way it, it sounded it wasn't like there was really short ones and then really long ones. It, it just flowed so smoothly. So correct. I mean, the only other way to do this would perhaps be to get another translation and do that. And when I have done that, the one time I have done that, which was with the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu, they, um, I think that was Lao Tzu. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a huge difference between different versions. One was definitely the more poetic one and the other was, I, I suppose, the more scientific, scientifically accurate or the more literal one. And there was a huge difference between those two. So you're probably right, Peter. There is probably a, a fair bit of license being taken by James E. Fallon. So maybe I should be praising him more than I should be praising Pushkin. But... Mm, Let's just, I'll go with it. 75% Pushkin, 25% Fallon. How's that for a, for a prediction? So yeah, it was, um, it was, it was good, I suppose, on, on that point. But nevertheless, I, I still really enjoyed it. And I have enjoyed Russian literature uh, a fair bit, although I have heard from many a Russian the saying, well, heard online people saying that Russian is you, you don't get the full context of Dostoevsky until you read it in the Russian. So, but I, I don't know that that's, that's being said by Russians and they're always going to hype up their own language. So who knows, who knows, but that is the Boostgram lounge. Thank you for contributing in Peter, my friends. And yeah, this is the uh, Me book reviews podcast and it's a value for value podcast. So the whole effort that I put in here relies on your generosity and helping things, 
continue you know there's server costs for uh, well hosting costs i should say for for hosting these maybe i'll move these onto castapod one day one day <laughs> and there's yeah just a lot of time effort put into this both from myself and from one he's got some book reviews coming up so tune into those and yeah, we just ask that you contribute back in whatever way you can. So for some people, this will be as simple as sharing and telling a friend about this. Uh, I would very, very much appreciate that. Uh, whether it be the audio or the video version, both of those are awesome. I really love getting comments of any sort coming in. Um, and I, I have gotten that from people such as Nastia who provides some really good comments on um, Pushkin and on the different book reviews I'm doing. She left a very detailed one on the YouTube for Tesla the Derbable. I appreciate that a whole lot. And it does. Um, it, it is really helpful for me just to, to see what portions people take out, what they think of the, the book reviews, any suggestions on improvements. I'm all ears. Um, and yeah, and then of course the, the monetary one. So uh, not as applicable for those who are watching on, on YouTube, but if you're listening to the audio version of this, I really do appreciate if you go to a new podcast app, one like Fountain or Breeze, those are probably the two easiest to get some Satoshis and then sending in a message to me and um, with a, a portion of those attached as a, as a contribution as saying, saying thank you for the value you're providing, Kyron. And you can choose whatever amount you want. It can be small, it can be big. And I always read those out in these end of month book recaps to say a big thank you. And so, yes, once again, a very, very big thank you to Peter. He's been a longtime supporter of this show and I'm forever grateful for him to uh, help help keep this going and uh, help keep me motivated as well. So um, very, very much appreciated. The final section that we have here is what's coming up for January of 2023. I think Juan and I will probably do a, a kind of book recap of, of 2022 on the Mere Models podcast. So go over there and check that out. Uh, it's going to be varied, much like how I had here poetry, ancient Greek, a coding book and uh, Victorian English romance slash tragedy. <laughs> the what's coming up is probably going to be very similar. So some stuff that I've got here is Emil Zola. I've been meaning to read a bunch of his, or you know, any of his since the uh, Therese Rakin, which is one of the actually kind of biggest book reviews that we've done both on the audio and the video. Um, and I very highly enjoyed that. I've had this one in mind for a while, The Courage to be Disliked by Ichi. Ichiro Kishimi and Fumitaki Koga, so a Japanese book um, in, in English, obviously. And I've heard that one is, is really good. I've also got another version of theirs, The Courage to Be Happy. So I'll read one of them, I suppose, and the one I prefer more. David Chalmers, Reality Plus, Virtual Worlds and the Problems of Philosophy. So getting into a little bit of philosophy there. I'd have The Tibetan Book of the Dead by, I'm not sure this actually has an author. Uh, yeah, it's got a translator but and an introduction, but there's no particular author. So there's just from antiquity. And then I also have, you best believe it, another book on uh, coding. So this one's Algorithms for Dummies and you know, create your own algorithms using Python and whatnot. Um, this is definitely a thicker one than the, the uh, children's one that I had before. And uh, I can already tell it's a lot more dry. Um, talking about matrices, talking about executing the code. Yeah, I think there's, there's going to be a very different thing than what I had before. It doesn't even look like you 
Yeah, there's some little sections of code, but I think it's more of the understanding portion of stuff. So um, yeah, be interesting. I'll be working on that in my spare time. So that is it for today, my mere mortal lights. Thank you for joining in, tuning into all of this. I really do hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world, reading some books, tuning in. It's going to be like a... Uh, say a lot of the time we'd try and keep this as weekly as possible and I think some of these books uh, I'll be able to read in a, a fair bit and I know one's got a couple stacked up so we should be able to smash out a book review every day for January as well so that's it for today I hope you enjoyed this live version and more details on this in the future of a, a date and time and, and things like that but we'll leave it there 